Sunday Pour back for our second show of the week. Thursday night, a little NFC South battle on in the background. Falcons-Panthers, one-point lead for the Panthers right just now. Matty Ryan just ran one in. Week 8, officially upon us. World Series in the books. And we are just a few short days away from our big election show. Ant, what's up? What are you drinking? Not too much, man. You know, Thursday night football. Happy to not have the dog in the fight after last week's debacle. I mm. uh, got a nice Thursday night red can of Bud in front of me. And enjoying. Uh, and just happy there's a flea flicker in the first half. My favorite play in all of football. They hit on it. It was great. Was it Bridgewater? I just turned the game on. Bridgewater to Samuel. Yeah, Samuel second. Samuel. Yeah, two touchdowns in the night. Curtis. Oh, before. it was a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, the cornerback got a fingertip on it, but it was, uh, you know, otherwise perfect. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Last night was tough, man. Wednesday night. It was the first <laughs> night since July 22nd where, where we didn't have one of the four major sports on. Yeah. I It's it's been a good run, you know. We take we take it for granted, but uh, not anymore. You know, last night was mm. <laughs> I don't know what you did last night, but I watched some like regular TV, um, for the first time without like having to flip back to something. Yeah, like I try you try to sneak it in when you can when there's sports on all the time. But you know, last night was the first night I had nothing to flip to. So I'm not I'm not sure how you handled it, but by the way, they just showed an ad for the Masked Singer, and if you watch that show, you should just be. Just be lobotomized like like Nicholson and Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> we uh we talked about that one. I think it you was, don't need a brain. You don't need a brain. I think going it was forward I to think, watch that show. I think the premiere or a season premiere was on after the Super Bowl because we talked about it the night of the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> it, it came on, man, and it creeped me out because I don't know what the fuck I was watching. We were doing That's when the show first started, right? I mean, it's been on for a while. I was talking like this. this it's been on for a couple of years, I think. But I mean, like this year, after after the Super Bowl, we were on, we were doing the show, and it came on. You ever, um, you ever watch like, whether it's on the internet, YouTube, or whatever, they have like those Japanese game shows. Oh yeah, those are better than that Max Singer, yeah. Right, and like the first thing I think of when I watch those shows, and I'm like, wow, these countries are weird, man. Like, what the fuck are these people <laughs> watching? We're just we're just as bad. We're maybe worse. We worse, have some stupid yeah. ass program. Worse because you throw like a couple half-assed celebrities in there, and it's like uh, I don't know. It's oh, Emeril Lagasse is singing. Like, well, he's not really a fucking celebrity. He was pretty famous thirty years ago <laughs> for being a chef, and now yeah. he does like infomercials. Like, I don't know like, why he's in the Mass Singer. I don't get it. I don't even know if he's on the Mass Singer. But imagine being over in Japan, okay, and you turn on like American programming, and you see like the Chinese guy from The Hangover. <laughs> you see uh, who is it? Jenny McCarthy. And Robin Thicke, the guy from the Blurred Lines video. And you're like, what the fuck do Americans watch? And they go from Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> it's, it is ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, so last night, I actually watched – go ahead. No, as I said, much rather watch some random people try and race down a, 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 like a frozen slip and slide or something uh, yeah. to win, I don't know, 50 bucks. That would be much more fun for me to watch. Yeah, it's like Asian American gladiators kind of. Only it's like regular people. Yeah, regular people with no athletic talent at all and in the most ridiculous. Have you ever seen um, 
Uh, what's the Steph Curry one? It's like a mini golf one. No, I don't that's, think so. That's pretty good. I've watched that one. I forget the name of it, but it's a mini golf competition. It's like a, I think it's it's just one hole at a time, and he's got crazy ass holes, big crowds. Uh-huh. Uh, Rob Riggle on that is one of the announcers. That one's that one's pretty entertaining, and it's just, it, it is it's just regular people doing it. So maybe, maybe that's why. But, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, I've read the name of it. So it's something. I think it's Steph Curry's something hole in one or so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as far as I do like those game shows, like those. Uh, what was the one? There used to be one where who's the guy from Talk Soup, the original Talk Soup host, Joel McHale. No, no, the original before McHale. Uh, Didn't Seacrest host that? No, this guy was this guy was cool. He had like a little white patch on the side of his hair. He was half Paulie Walnuts before Paulie Walnuts. John Talk. Henson. John Henson. John Henson. Yeah. And uh, I got to do a hard Google on this guy. He did. He, I think he did the announcement of like one of those like obstacle course things. Like, again, like American Ninja Warrior, but for regular people. Oh, Wipeout. Like, he did. Okay. All right. Yeah. Was it him and Kenny Maine did that? I just see he was the co-host of ABC. Oh, with John Anderson. Close. And John Anderson. All right. Yeah, he was the ESPN guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so like that kind of stuff. I like the golf one a little bit better because it's just it's you know throwing random people up there putting, and you always get like the one guy who thinks he's a a great putter. Like, oh, I play golf, you know, three times a week, losing to like some grandma who mm-hmm. you know just plays for fun with her uh, four year old granddaughter or something. Okay, so that's always fun to watch. I actually don't think I ever watched Wipeout. It was always one of those shows I knew about. Yeah, there's, it's always just fun. You, you, you get like the voiceover of them face planting someplace. There's uh, there's a place for that kind of show in my heart. Yeah. Uh. Um. So last night I was I watched Midnight Cowboy. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Voight. Hoffman. First time I didn't, I didn't yeah. even realize that was the Best Picture. Uh, that won Best Picture, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Did you, did yeah. You, did you know kind of what you were getting into with that? Or no idea? Ah, very little. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I remember hearing someone talk about it on a podcast, probably like, probably like Joey Diaz or Rogan or one of those guys talking about like old school New York back, back then and how like that movie captured the essence of kind of sleazy New York. Yeah. Okay. So I knew a little bit, but it still didn't really prepare me for uh some of the shit that went down yeah you didn't really know that's what he was up to no not quite <laughs> not quite uh we were talking scary movies i do want to get into that movie a little bit but I, there's one movie i want to just for the people there's... who have just for the people who haven't seen midnight cowboy he's a he's a male prostitute uh but he's gay male prostitute right yeah it's it's more than that though it's so much <laughs> deeper than that <laughs> you just got you just gotta watch the movie yeah that's what he said I feel, yeah, I feel like I just I feel like I need to digest it a little more before I have a oh, yeah, no, conversation. But I, I was the same way though. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't really didn't realize that's what, what's going on here. It's like a country boy going to the city. Uh, next thing you know, he's in adult theaters and stuff. You know. Yeah, and it made me. Uh, I finally understood like the end of the Seinfeld episode, the mom and pop store where him and. Jerry and Kramer are on the on the bus, and Kramer has a nosebleed. Oh, okay, all right. I never even put that together. I never realized that. that was yeah, the whole that, that that's the John Boyd uh, episode. 
Oh, I, driving around in John Voight's car. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I can think of George singing the song. That's it. Like, driving yeah. around. Yeah. That whole episode is uh, like, in tribute to Midnight Cowboy. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I never put two um, and two together. Okay. I, I yeah, I, know. I always knew that was a callback to something. I just wasn't sure mm-hmm. what it was, and then it hit me like twenty minutes after the movie ended. I was like, "Oh yeah, Seinfeld." <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right. So, in the spirit of Halloween, because we are on by the time people listen to this, hopefully Friday will be Halloween Eve, yeah. mischief night. Oh yeah. Uh, I watched another. I watched. Uh, we we're talking about scary movies. Our favorite scary movies. Yeah. I watched Rosemary's Baby for the first time over the weekend. Have you seen that? Uh, yes, with uh, Cassavetes, right? He's the husband. Cassavetes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw it a long, long time ago. That's a creepy movie. That, yeah. I'm leading off the show with two real creepy New York-style <laughs> movies from the 60s. Uh, yeah, that one, it, I loved it. it that's disturbing. That <laughs> and it's very, uh, it's very subtle. It's not on the nose. Mm. Like, it was one of those movies, we were talking last week about psychological thrillers. It's not like, oh, there's a... Guy on the loose hacking up bodies, leaving them all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Like that movie is terrifying without really showing you too much gore or anything like that. It's just a mind fuck. It's all like implied stuff, and you kind of be freaking. It's like the suspense of it all. It leaves you hanging on the edge of your seat, and you don't. You just know it's going to be bad, right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Uh, uh, who play, who's who's uh, the who's the I can't the the, the actress is slip, is my, slip in my mind. Uh, Mia Farrow. Mia, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Frank Sinatra was pissed when she cut her hair. Yeah, for that. For yeah. that role. yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're married, right? They were married, and she was like thirty years younger than forty years younger than he was. Yeah, a lot younger. Didn't last it, very long. No, it's is it common knowledge that her son with Woody Allen is probably Sinatra's kid. Yeah, I don't know how common it is, but I mean, the kid looks just like the blue eyes. He's got the same structure of the face. Looks just like him. Yeah, nothing like Woody Allen. No, no. Did you hear? He said his uh, uh, his response to it when somebody asked him, he's like, you know, what what are you? What is your response to the rumors that Frank Sinatra might be your father? He's like, well, in my defense. There's about half the male po- or half the population could be Frank Sinatra's kid from the 1960s. Oh, yes, 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 I did hear that. Yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does look just like him. Yeah. probably probably Frank's kid. Yeah, they were they were already divorced well past uh, their marriage, right? By the time he was born. Uh, no, I don't know the the dates for sure, but yeah, like yeah, it makes it, it it's the the eyes are where it is, man, because his eyes are Frank's eyes. They're just the blue, yeah. like the blue Sinatra uh, trademark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue eyes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got actually. It's funny because I wrote down a couple of that we didn't even talk about this, but I wrote down a couple movies that I think we had forgotten. We mentioned The Shining. You know, yes. I I always liked Scream when I was a kid. Yeah, I was like Scream. I know what you did last summer. Those kind of went hand in hand. You know, um, did you ever see? Oh, we didn't mention Psycho or The Birds, which are both real. Real good kind oh, of creep, I came creepy close, movies. Came close to watching Psycho actually the other night, but I, I ended up going with a movie I hadn't seen. I've seen Psycho yeah. a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard of this movie? It's from the '30s, I think, and it's called. And I'll tell you why I'm bringing it up. It's called Freaks. No. If you watch it, this is a weird, weird movie, man. Um, where they actually like casted 
people with physical deformities to be in the movie. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that. I'm sure you've seen like clips of it. And you know, unless, I'm, unless I'm thinking of the freak book, the curb episode. Oh, I don't know. Remember that? <laughs> no. When he keeps the freak book out on the coffee table. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so, so this, this movie got some heat for like exploiting these people. But I feel like in 2020, they'd be getting, uh, they'd be getting Emmys. Emmy, yeah, for, for, for representation of these people. I mean, these are people like with big heads and like needle heads and stuff like that. These are, these are not the, the proper terminology for them at all. I don't, I'm just trying to explain them best for our audience here. Yeah. But, you know, but like really tiny heads and I don't know, guys like walking on their knuckles and stuff like that. And 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 they use them. It's it's a whole thing. I mean, I think have you heard? I think this is where it comes from. Have you heard, like chanting like "One of us, one of us, one of us." Yeah, where's that? I've heard that. I think before. that comes from this movie, because there's like a woman who's like nice to him, who's nice to the freaks. Maybe maybe they would still get heat today. Who who are nice? Who's nice to the freaks? And then they like they they imprison her or something like at the end. And it's oh, like a whole oh, thing, okay. like one of us. Yeah. But, but, so it's a movie, but there's real freaks in it. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't call uh, there's real people with physical deformities. I wouldn't call them freaks. But they did well, it's in 19... freaks. Freaks playing freaks. They play <laughs> in 1932. It was quite okay to call them freaks. Wow. I mean, it's the title of the right. It's the title of the, it's movie. Title of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Another good All one. Right. Another good one is Cube. Never saw that. It's just I forget how many people are in. The, just they just wake up. Maybe half a dozen people wake up in a room, and it's like escape room. It's like an escape room. This is maybe in the eighties. This movie happened, and uh, that's basically what it is: escape room. But somebody's always dying. Basically, oh, okay. One of us. That was the chant in Wolf of Wall Street. That's where. I, that's where I heard it. Where did they chant that? Wolf of Wall Street. When they're sitting around the table and they're talking about having the midget toss. Oh, that I, so it no, makes it makes sense. That's no, a callback, probably no, to freaks. No one Scorsese, I could see him putting that in there. Yeah, that's definitely it's definitely yeah. Scorsese. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, it's definitely him. Yeah. All him. Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention any like I don't. Are you into like Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, not really. I was just watching Halloween the other day. I, I'd never seen the movie. It was just on AMC, so I wasn't even like really watching it. I it saw a fake. I saw Halloween 20 when it came out, which I think was like 20 years after the original, so maybe 98, something like that. I don't remember. Jamie anymore. Lee Curtis was in it too, right? She did yeah. part her back. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never really stuck around for uh... – like we talked about Saw. I think it's like Saw I got into. I watched a bunch of those, maybe like the first four or five of them. Yeah. Uh, I never got into the Halloweens or the Jasons or Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. I, I don't know. Yeah, I want to do a Friday the 13th this year. I just I never never had a chance to watch it. I never found it. I don't know where it's streaming or anything like that. But I do want to do a Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those movies are, I'm sure they're good. Horror what, movies. Yeah, they're horror movies. Just like that. They're, horror movies like that are just kind of a product yeah. of their time, really. Yeah, like what, so, something like Silence of the Land is more my style. Right, it's, a, it's like a movie movie. Yeah, true. Yeah. I guess that's not really uh but it's still it's you know, it's a it's horror. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's scary. Yeah, but it's like it's, it's like like it's a psychological thriller more than it is yeah, a, know, like it a is. horror movie. That's more my thing, yeah. Yeah. Like what would you consider the exorcist? 
Well, both. I don't know if I ever saw The Exorcist. I saw oh, Pol- okay. that Poltergeist. On... Oh, Poltergeist is Poltergeist is really good. That's because Poltergeist is one of those movies too that doesn't really rely on too much gore as it does just suspense and just keeping you on the edge of your yeah. seat, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah, Poltergeist is great. Plus, yeah. Craig T. Nelson you can't go wrong with Coach. Yeah, it's. Just... <laughs> What about The Exorcist? Cause I, yeah, cause I don't. Okay, picture like the DVD cover, but I don't know anything about The Exorcist. Oh, she's possessed by the devil in the Blair. Uh, Her head spins, she spits out oh, I, shit. Yeah. I have seen that she, clip a million times, yeah. She masturbates with a crucifix. Well, I mean, uh, we all have our kinks. Yeah, it was, I'm not judging. I am as God made me. Said, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's twisted. I think she might maybe she kills a priest or throws a priest down the stairs. Mm. I, it was one of those movies I only saw once as a kid, and I never really revisited it. Didn't, <laughs> didn't, I didn't really need, feel the need to go back and watch it uh, again. Maybe caught pieces of it on TV, but that's about it for me. I, it was a wrap. I think I think after game game six, and I went upstairs, and the like, my wife was my wife was sleeping, but the TV was on, and it was some exorcism movie, like a recent one though. And I ended up like staying up. I didn't finish it, but I ended up staying. Yeah, up. they're always making new ones. Fucking weird. I think man. there I think there was a second one, and eh, I don't know. No, it wasn't like the Exorcist. I don't think it was, but it was an ex, it was an exorcism movie. This one was was taken over by the devil, and you know. Have you ever seen it? Uh, like the new one, yeah, I've seen the new one. I never saw, I yeah. never saw any of them. Yeah, I saw the first. One. I read the book uh, last year, which is really good. Uh, the movie is okay. I wasn't quite. It's, it's weird putting that clown on there. I'm like, not. I wasn't scared of that clown. It's really relying a lot on that guy being terrifying, which I just didn't find him that terrifying. The new one or old one? The new one. I never saw the old one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to watch the old one, but it wasn't free on Comcast, so didn't get to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all supernatural type stuff, which uh, is like very Stephen King to have kind of sneak supernatural stuff into like a bigger story. Mm-hmm. But it's just the book, the book, it was great. It worked great in the book, but just on, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because I knew it was coming. Maybe I was expecting different things from it. Because I had gotcha. it. I don't know. But to me, I like, like, you talk about, like, not knowing, not seeing everything. Like, a big part of Jaws was that that shark they couldn't show because it fucked up a million times. Yeah. And that's what kind of made it all the more terrifying was that you never got a full view of it. Now, mm-hmm. now this movie, we're getting a full view of this clown. And I was like, eh, it's kind of silly how he looks. Like, eh. I'd rather he was just kind of, like, dark and in the shadow, like, in the sewer behind, you know, you couldn't really see him and... Yeah. Hint, hints of a kind. I don't need to see him in HD right in my face because then I'm like, let's fucking take the makeup off, the makeup off, pal. I don't, I don't need to see you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. It's like going behind the curtain, you know, I, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, I don't need, yeah. It's not very, when, when you're out in the open, you're more scary when I don't know what you are. You're mm-hmm. a lot less scary when, but yeah, I, that, that's, that's why maybe you can't really remake horror movies like that that are that well known because. I mean, people know what's going to happen. Isn't it part of the horror movie, The Surprise? Yeah, that's true. Like, one of the scariest moments when I was a kid in a theater was 
when uh, in Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. when uh, what's her name goes down to put the power back on. You oh, know, with the T Rex. Well, the name? yeah, well, whatever. The main the main woman in the, in the movie, she goes down to Laura to, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, thank you. She goes down to put the power back on, and out of nowhere comes uh, the what do you call it? Not the T Rex, the Velociraptor. Oh, okay, yep. And uh, and it's out of nowhere, and it just like scares the shit out of you because it's it's a it's a total element of surprise. And there's, I feel like there's none of that. Like it's all, it tr- like it tried to be psychological, which it is, but it just didn't really didn't work for me. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Gotcha. So yeah, I was thinking Jurassic Park when you were talking about scary movies, even though it doesn't really fit the bill. It's a little bit different. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like Jaws. Like it's the same thing. It's a scary right, movie. Right, it's not a Halloween. Not a, yeah. it's not a Halloween movie. It's just Mo- uh, it's a it's a monster movie, but not blockbuster. Like... Blockbuster or scary, like Godzilla. Right. Yeah. Like Frankenstein's a monster movie, or one of those kind of movies would be, or uh, Wolfman or something. But that's a horror movie. This is a monster movie, like on a grander scale, like a monster yeah. slash disaster movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah King Kong. Look, I I think we got to mention one thing uh, before before we like move on to anything else. Yeah, we had, th- one guy announced his retirement this week. Oh yeah, and I the only reason I don't like to talk about like other shows and stuff like that is just like a little hacky. But I feel like part of the reason that we do a show every couple every twice a week mm-hmm. is because we grew up listening to guys like Joe Beningo. Sure, and we like listen to those kind of shows. And Beningo, to me, was—he's uh, he's not the most knowledgeable guy, but he—I mean, he was—he was, he was a true fan. He was just a regular guy. He was literally a guy off the street that ended up working at a radio station for twenty, twenty-five years. Twenty-five years, yeah. And uh, it, it kind of an amazing story that he, that he became—you know—he was a caller and became uh, and became a long time host for WFAN. So a, an extraordinary story, just that he even made it happen and then had the staying power to be there for as long as he is. Um, just want to wish Joe, Joe Beningo well. All the love, bro. All the love, bro. I, absolutely. Just uh, the face of Jets fans. I mean, <laughs> the, he really is. He's just uh, – he, and the, basically the face of New York sports misery with the teams that he roots for. He's uh, definitely uh, – definitely there he's definitely the voice of you know millions of new yorkers however many people there are i don't know who root for these teams mm-hmm. that don't have the platform that he does to just go out there and kind of just let it rip and just let his teams have it whether it be management the players coaches and i think uh i think beningo was the voice to all those people for 25 years and uh one of the, one of those guys where like you're like oh if I ever had you know if I was ever on the air in New York like I would be ripping my team like that was Joe <laughs> and like and he rooted for the perfect teams <laughs> to rip because just you want to talk about ineptitude and just underachieving and just driving you nuts that's Beningo with his teams you know mm-hmm. starts with the Jets all the way down to the Mets the Knicks the Rangers it's just uh yeah he'll, he'll definitely be missed you know there's nobody. Uh, after a big Jets loss, you know, and I, I obviously don't like the Jets, so it helps me. 
Like, I, there's nobody I wanted to listen to more after a big Jets loss than uh, Beningo. Like well, after the Dolphins killed him a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I couldn't wait to hear Joe destroy him. You know. Uh, so oh, yeah, pain. yeah. So uh, happy retirement to Joe. Wish him well. Definitely uh, gonna miss him. Hopefully, I'm sure he'll make some appearances on the fan going forward after Jets games and and whatnot. If they ever win, if they ever win a Super Bowl, definitely. Well, yeah, if they win a Super Bowl, that goes without saying. Did you ever listen to him when he was in the overnights? No, not. I didn't start listening to him until he started doing middays with Sid. Yeah, which I think was probably mid two thousands, two thousand five. Okay, See, I don't even he's remember been with Evan Sid. since oh seven, and I know I started listening. I remember when they got together, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think. It, before Evan, it was, I think, Sid. There was a couple other people in there. I feel like he was partnered up with a lot of guys in the midday, and then finally Evan stuck because I know Sid had his issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I can't remember who else he may have been with in the middays other than Sid. Um, the sweater and the schmoozer? Ever was do a time with, I don't know. Was he ever doing time mm. with those guys? I don't know. Either, I feel like there's an one. obvious one I'm missing. I can't, I can't remember. Jody Mack? Oh yes, he did. He did do. I don't know if he was ever, if that was ever a full time show, but he definitely did uh, do some work with Jody Mack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, run. Good run, Joe B. Going out on his terms, going to retire, play golf in Florida, living the dream. Yeah, Could that's be. all he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Joe. Uh, I guess his last show is next Friday. The that be the sixth. Yeah. Yep. He'll get we got one more one more weekend and that's that. That's a wrap. What's with these guys retiring mid football season? Francesca did it once, twice it's, maybe. It's gotta be something with their contracts. I guess, yeah. That just sucks. I I, I figured you retire after the Super Bowl. That's when I'd want to retire if I ever retired. It'd be after the Super Bowl and before spring training. That's oh, a perfect yeah, it's, it's a perfect time to go. Go down to Florida in February and just coast. Yeah, and never go back. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You guys did something contractual. Yeah, it, it has to be because Francesca left this time, uh, whenever it was, the first or second time, <laughs> right, in, right in the middle of football season. So it's got to be something contractually. That makes sense. All right. So, like I said, World Series in the books. Uh, it's a good thing I didn't come on. I don't know if it's good or bad, actually, but. It's a good thing I didn't come on right after that game or even probably the next day because I was just so livid with what happened because I just felt like we were cheated as baseball fans. Uh, so I'm a little bit more calmer now. It's probably <laughs> The audience probably uh, doesn't prefer. They'd rather have me fly off the handle. But I'll just say this about Tampa Bay. Uh, enough now about how the Rays are smarter than everybody, Okay. <laughs> They are, they are resourceful. They squeeze the most out of their talent. They find hidden gems, you know, a Rosarina, you know, Exhibit A. They're the best at operating with a tiny payroll. You know, better than the A's. Sorry, Billy. They're better than the A's, okay? And they're great at competing and going toe-to-toe with the Sharks in the sport, okay? Yankees and Red Sox, two of them right in the division, you know? Went toe-to-toe with the Dodgers there, six games. But smarter is where I'm going to draw the line. Because if you have two eyes and a half a brain the other night in game six, and you're Kevin Cash, and you're watching that game, okay, and you think that the move 
is to take, and I know everyone has said this, you're here, you've heard this a million places already, but you think that the move is to take that guy out after nine strikeouts, two hits, forget about soft contact, no contact. The guy, nobody was touching this guy, okay? If you think that was the move, I have to question everything you know about baseball. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, Kevin Cat, it's the, it's the organization, it's the general manager. All right, ro- we got, everyone wants robo-umpires? How about robo-managers? We'll put a fucking computer, okay? We'll put the, 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 uh, the robot from Short Circuit. What was his name? Johnny Five. Johnny we'll Five. Him, like, yeah. yeah, we'll put him in the corner of the dugout, okay? And he'll just <laughs> print out what to do. And you can just have somebody from uh, – you can have the, the bullpen man, whoever – some guy in the end of the bench, the 25th guy in the roster, you know, your Homer Bush, just go out there and make the pitching changes. Because why waste the money on a manager, okay? If, if these guys, if you're going to say, oh, it's not on the manager, it's not on the, well, who, who can we blame? Some fucking nerd in a Dartmouth sweatshirt, 22 years old, who never even played Little League? Like, what the fuck are we doing, okay? And I don't want to hear Kevin, I know he's going to win manager of the year, but he sucks. He sucks just like the rest of them. He sucks just as bad as Boone. He sucks just as bad as Dave Roberts. They won despite him because he's a fucking dummy too. He's just as bad as all of them. So I, and I'm telling you right now, that was the worst. Well, I know this is recency bias. I know. That was the worst World Series loss since 2011 Cards Rangers, okay? I know there's a couple other bad ones, okay? And I know the Rangers had a game seven to at least fall back up, but we knew only that series was over, okay? That was the worst, okay? I, don't, I know Mets, Royals, that Harvey game was bad, but the Mets were down 3-1. They were probably done anyways going back to KC. And I know people are going to look at the, the Chapman game and the Cubs and the Indians, that that was a bad loss. But you know what? That was more about the Cubs coming back. That was more about the Cubs. It would have been worse if the Cubs were, blew that game because the Indians actually showed fight in that game. But when it comes to like pit in your stomach, just like gut-wrenching, like Grady Little, you know, um, Buckner in 86, the Yankees losing in Arizona. That was just one of the most gut-wrenching just as a Rays fan. I don't know how you come back from that. That was just an awful loss. As a Rays fan and as Snell, I don't know how you come back from that. Like, how do you look a guy in the eyes? Is you, tra- you, you bring in a guy who's given a run. He set the record for the most runs given up in consecutive games or something. He gave a he gave a run in seven consecutive playoff games. Nick Anderson, which is a record. That's the record. But he and he. Well, I don't know why it's the record because usually when it gets to three or four, they don't they're not allowed back in games. Yeah, <laughs> that's why yeah. it's the record. Exactly. That's yeah. like Ripken's record, right? That's not going to be touched. Even Boonso, <laughs> even Boonso, without a Vino, like no, I'm not going to put this guy back in the game. Yeah. And this guy uh, and this guy puts Nick Anderson back in there to 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 spell a guy who's absolutely dominating. That didn't make any sense. Top it's, of the order. It's, it's, for, it's, <laughs> it's, for, it's formulaic managing. Uh, you, you, cannot, you cannot ever tell me that what you put into a spreadsheet or into a computer is any better than what a manager with, who, who knows the game can figure out on the field. You, you don't need – look, it's good, how, it's good to have the information. It's good to have it. Let a human being – We cut out. <laughs> Shit. I can't hear you if you're talking, just for the record. 
You gotta be fucking kidding me. Are you still there? That was like that was like a twenty second cutout. I didn't hear anything you said. I got a phone call. But the last thing a, I heard was manager. It was a telemarketer fucking called me in the oh. middle of that shit. Wow. Do we have we gotta leave that in though? Yeah, I guess okay. we I guess we gotta leave it in. Yeah, all right. We'll Make it, it authentic. We'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. That's what happens when you use your phone is fuck I, who gets a fucking phone call at ten o'clock at night? And this is from uh I don't know. Said I, I, my phone number was chosen by Ritz Carlton Hotel. Oh, fuck out of here. That was Rob Manfred trying to censor us. Yeah, that for sucker. Sure. For sure. That illiterate. Nah, well, See him talking after the fucking game. I know. I did. He was uh, slurring his words and shit. Though I heard. Yeah, yeah I just saw the clip online. So I shut <laughs> it off after it was over. I just saw people tweeting about it, so I took a look. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if he was drunk or what. He said he was getting feedback in his. His headset. Shit. I get feedback every show we do. Hey, y'all see me freaking. And you're, and you're drunk most of the time. And, yeah, and I'm yeah. drinking. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I'm making excuses. Yeah, I'll say this. Joe Torre always said the game has a heartbeat. Yeah, he would always say that. And I met I met Torre. I think it was six years ago. Mm-hmm. I met him at a, a talk he was doing. Him and Rivera at Southern Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And I actually asked him a question about analytics and sabermetrics. And I said, you know, Joe, um, with you know everything that's going on in the game today, how it's different, how they're reliant more on these new age stats. I said, you know, these new stats, they say uh, Jeter's the worst shortstop, right? When we know that that was the guy we wanted the ball hit to. Yeah. I was like, so what do you think about uh, balancing the new age stats with like your old school mentality? And uh, he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm glad someone asked that because – he said he'll look at some of the new numbers, how a guy does against a certain batter, maybe how a guy does against righties or lefties. But he said, I'll never forget, he said this. He goes, the most important thing you have to remember when you're a manager is that there are real people out there on that field. There's blood running through their veins, and they have a heartbeat. Okay? So that you can't be taught on a spreadsheet or a computer. And I was like, Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I I weighed it up for you. I, I put it on a tee for you, and you told me exactly what I wanted to hear. Okay? And here we are all these years later. And just – I'm not going to say the sport's ruined because I love baseball. I'm not going to boycott baseball yeah. to stop watching it. But the direction it's gone in is – it's just – it's a little sickening. Yeah. Let, I'll say two things. It, having the information is – Definitely good, right? It's what you yeah, do. Yeah, of course. It's what you do with the information. It's like you can have a big payroll, but it's how you spend the fucking money. So it's how you use the information. And if you let the information run you, shit like that's going to happen. You're going to blow. Mm-hmm. You're going to blow a game like that. How nine thousand uh, space odyssey? Right. And yeah. The machine she, turns on. That's exactly what it was. A great, a great a horror movie, psychological thriller. We should have talked about that ten minutes yeah, ago. We should have. <laughs> we should have. Yep. Um, the other thing is, uh, which I just forgot, I had it to my tongue. Uh, oh, the other thing is, I feel like there's ebbs and flows. Like there's a like with how things change within sports and stuff. And I feel like this cannot last. Like in basketball, you see like everybody's chucking threes right now. That seems to not be going anywhere, unless they, yeah, yeah. unless they make a rule change. They move they move the uh, they, they they move the line back or something. I don't, I don't know what they can do at this point. I mean, the guys are hitting threes from half court basically at will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I, for the most part, that it, it unless there's like rule changes to aid something within a sport, there there's like things just change from time to time, 
and this can't last. This is like a, this is a fad to me. The crazy, yeah. the crazy shifts that automatically go into the bullpen. I mean, you're telling me a guy like Snell is going to be happy going back in the offseason, seeing what happened, knowing what happened. He had 67 fucking pitches. Mort- yeah. Morton got pulled earlier in the, in the series after like 60 pitches. And he, these guys cannot be happy with it. And you want to hear something fucked up is it wasn't a thing where like Cash doesn't let his guys face the order, uh, the third time through the order. He let Glasgow in game five and I think game one too face uh, guys for a third time. But I think it was earlier in the game. Yeah. He's probably trying. So he's being a slave to almost not even so much the pitch count or the third time through the order as he is time and place of a game, like what part of the game it's at, which makes no sense. And I'll say this, and I saw some people say this about, uh, well, Cash has been doing this all year. It's like, well, yes, but this is the world fucking series. This is where you have to have a little bit of gut and a little bit of feel, and he has neither. He has no balls, no guts. Yeah, I make it beat the fucking Toronto Blue Jays in, in Buffalo in August. Come on. By going to Nick Anderson and yeah. by pulling your starter early. And this is why I'll say this. I actually am one of the few people who defended Grady Little for staying with Pedro. Easy for me to say because it benefited me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying. And I also defended Terry Collins for letting Harvey start the Yeah, let play. him go in. Yeah, I'm all for yeah. that shit. After he walked Kane, he probably should have come out. I understand that. But, like, anybody who wanted – like, where were you going? Familia? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so I'm always – and I know I'm one who, like, always wants to stick with the starter, and I would get burned a million times probably doing that. But I do tend to give the manager the benefit of the doubt when he, you know, he, let, he leaves his starter in maybe a bat or two late. I, mean, I just can't think about, like, the great games that we've watched and think – like like the Bumgarner complete game. Like what if he came out or like Pettit mm-hmm. Pettit going eight? Like what if he came out after six because you know you had you had to go. I mean, I know those bullpens are a little different. The Yankee teams, but yeah, but like you know, if if you're just leaning on those guys, they're not going to be ready for the big spot when you do need them. When your guy is gassed, you need to get one out or you need to get two yeah. outs. You know what I mean? Like you you yeah. save them for for the for when your guy has had it when he has nothing left in the tank. You know, and you and you don't need them. You don't need to le- lean on them for four innings, which is yeah. this is nuts to begin with. It's crazy. You're you're gonna tell me you're gonna have four guys that are gonna be dominant any given night? Like I've seen it enough times where I could I, one good starting pitcher can dominate an entire game and mm-hmm. ruin the other team. I've seen it enough times to know it's possible that you don't need to get cute and start mixing and matching and bring this guy in. Righty lefty doesn't matter. You get the right guy in the mound. That on the right night he could take down any he could take down any team. I don't know why you're not sticking with him when your op- yeah. when your every option after that is Plan B. But it's not Plan B anymore. It's all Plan A. Plan A is to go to the bullpen 52 times in a night. Um, and I just feel I feel like they can't. I feel like all the, you know you'll see the results. There has to be some sort of uh, riding the ship on that. And I, and I think if it keeps failing like that, people will realize it and we'll say, okay, look, you know, we, we can do it. We have certain guys that can do it. You might start, you know, instead of just saying only Cole can do it or only Verlander can do it or only this guy, you know, the random couple guys say, okay, maybe our number two can do it. And maybe like a, maybe some teams number three can do it and say, okay, we, our fourth and fifth start or fourth and fifth starters, they're not seven inning guys. Right. right we can't right. push them to seven innings. If I push them to seven innings, they're going to get shelled. 
But, you know, let's let's let our studs kind of go the distance. Let's stretch them out a little bit. I mean, part of the reason – I think it's part of the reason that there's so many fucking injuries is because you don't let the guys pitch. And the second, Yeah, oh, I agree. I've always – I've been saying that for years now. Man, the second they turn it on is when they get hurt because their arms aren't fucking used to doing it. I think there's right. two so – I say if you're training for a marathon, right, you don't go from running one mile to 26. Yeah. You build up. Yeah, that's it. Pitch. That's it. Just fuck, yeah. you can only get better – you can only get more stamina by fucking pitching. Go ahead, build up your arm strength by fucking pitching. Mm-hmm. And I think the t- you know, my theory in Tommy John surgeries is that it's it's just how kids are raised. Like now kids are throwing I'm not saying this is everybody, I just think the numbers are elevated because kids are throwing curveballs like when they're ten years old now. Like used to be Yeah, I know. You know, it's so you you're putting strain on parts of your body that are, that are still growing and then by the time you're old there's strain on that muscle for, or whatever, the ligament or whatever it is. You know, for 15 years, but then you're at the big leagues, and you're bigger, you're stronger, you're ju- mm-hmm. you're juicing at that point, and then you snap up, yeah. you snap up a curveball, and your your just body can't handle that because it's been through the ringer for 20 for 15 years already. So I think that's a big part of it. But mm-hmm. you know, hey, but these travel teams they need to win. You know, these uh, <laughs> these Babe Ruth travel teams, yeah. where the fuck they are, they very yeah. very competitive. And I'll say this about the the trend you were talking about with bullpens, uh, you know, in the postseason, just in baseball overall. Yeah. Go back to 2014 and 15 with that Royals team that took the Giants to game seven and came back and beat the Mets because they had, you know, the dominant bullpen, Mm -hmm. the three-headed monster, Herrera, Davis, and Holland. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of teams have kind of – the Rays have taken – a lot of teams have taken it to the extreme, including the Rays who do the opener and all that. And I think Cashman has kind of tried to, uh, you know, follow that, follow their lead, the Royals. Yeah. I could, you could make an argument that the Royals are actually the exception to the rule. Because if you look at, if, if you look at the last five World Series champions, okay, starting 2016 with the Cubs, I mean, they kind of won despite their bullpen. Chapman blew game seven. And, and, their, and their manager. And their exactly, and their manager, who was another guy who couldn't wait to get to his bullpen. They won with starting pitching, well, you know, Lester. Um, then you have 2017 with the Astros. They had they Ken Giles got benched basically. You know, what I mean, they yep. won because they had McCullers out of the pen. Uh, they had Morton starting games, Verlander bailing them out. Mm-hmm. 2018 with the Red Sox, they had Sale close out the World Series because Kimbrel sucked. Yep. They were using starters. Uh, you know, last year uh, with the Nationals, they had Corbin come out pitching big innings oh, well, the, in, the, the, in the World Series. The, the most important pitcher in that uh, Red Sox-Dodgers series was Ovaldi, who had Ovaldi too, yeah. yeah, who pitched like a complete game and in extra innings, basically, to save the bull, to save the rest of the staff. <laughs> and then, and then you have this year Urias, who's a starting pitcher yeah. coming out because Jansen stinks. Yep. So it's like I think we need it, it's important having a good bullpen, okay? Like you could just ask I always say ask Mets fans how bad <laughs> a, like how a bad bullpen could ruin your season. Yeah. I'm not saying bullpens don't matter. I'm just saying you have to balance your team yeah. better. Yes. I don't want to go back to the Yankees, but like that's the problem with the Yankees. They're not balanced. You know what I mean? You need you need starting pitching, you need bullpen, you need a balance line. Like you need all those things, pitching, defense. They all come together like putting together a puzzle. It's not fantasy baseball. You know what I mean? It's yeah. championship baseball. I like this. We haven't said one word about the Dodgers because fuck them. Fuck and now, them, yeah. Now for another 60-game season, 
32 years. Yeah. 32 years. Can we finally say it? We've been, it's a fake season. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when you're ending a 32 year drought, you got to you got to do a full season. All right. I'm sorry. I think the cutoff, yeah. I think the cutoff for droughts is 11 years for a 60 game season. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and we did, I did say coming into the season that <laughs> the Yankees or the Dodgers would probably be like the two worst teams if they won it. No one was going to take it seriously. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I could just poo poo it, write them off. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, what? Let me ask you a question about the about one about the guy Rosarena. You mentioned him before. Yeah, he can't. But I know this is like the the past month has been insane. He's been playing off his ass. Where does he land next year? What's he going to be? Is he is he's is he going to is he he's not going to be bets, right? He, he, no, but he is eligible for the rookie of the year next year. Would you put money on him being rookie of the year next year, or do you have do you seriously mm, seriously? Well, he's going to probably be he's probably going to be favored, so I wouldn't see much value in that. Um, I it's impossible. I, I didn't even know the guy's name before October, so it's impossible to buy too much stock in him. Yeah, but he does look pretty good, and he yeah, listen, he he had a great month, and he was playing with a lot of confidence. There's a lot to be said about that. Baseball, sports in general, is a lot about confidence. So, well, I don't know if he can carry that over the course of 162 and you know years going forward. He looks like a player though, but I can't. No, I like I wouldn't. I I wouldn't bank on him being rookie of the year because who knows? The book comes. I mean, we saw it with like Sanchez when he came up; he was yep. unbelievable. Yep. Then people figure it out. So it's 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 just I don't know. It's the it's the hardest sport to kind of sustain yeah, success oh yeah. in. Yep. So oh, I get, uh, yeah, it's gonna be great watching him struggle next spring. Hopefully, yeah. yeah and he comes out, just the whole league knows what he's about. That's gonna be great. Is, is Mookie Betts the best player in baseball now? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I think he is. Yeah, I don't know. Is that no other competition that I know of? It's the second straight team he's led to. And I know Seager was the MVP, and he deserved it. Just the guy was unconscious in the LCS and World Series. Yeah. But Betts was probably – Betts was what put that team over the top. Yeah, and he was – you could tell he was already, like, kind of the heart and soul of the team, making big catches in the NLCS. And, run uh, bases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even – I mean, if it was a cherry on top that he hit the last home run, you know, to kind of put the, to put the finishing touches yeah. on uh, – on the oh, game yeah. on, on was Tuesday, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Seager deserved the MVP, though. I will like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah. 470 or whatever. Yeah. He deserved it. It was just like watching the game. I was like, oh, this yeah. is what the Dodgers have been missing. Yeah. Well, Betts just gave that team the, the straw that stirred the drink, Reggie. He, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they didn't have that guy who can kind of put everybody outside ease and say, oh, Bellinger struck out a couple of times or Seager was struggling. Or if uh, your boy Will Smith yeah. had a, you know, you always you, you, the lineup turns over and there's Mookie, you know, getting a hit here, infield single, or stolen, or a walk and a steal, or something like that. It's, he's always just kind of there in the middle of shit to get things going and say, look, we're gonna be all right. We got a fucking great mm-hmm. team. We'll be okay. They didn't have that before. Before, if they got hit, they got knocked down. They got their eyes got wide. They got scared. They're gonna fuck this up mm-hmm. again. No more. They're champions now, man. Half a champion. Yeah. Half champions. And by the way, going back to taking out Snell, did you? Like when they when they asked, I saw multiple guys interviewed, yeah. whether it was after the game or on the field. Roberts, um, Bellinger, Betts, like those guys couldn't even like take the high road when they were asked about Snell coming out. Like they just like this a smile came out. Like oh, Betts laughed. Yeah, Betts laughed. And they were <laughs> just like, 
Like, Ballinger joked around, like, when they took Snell out, like, he was going around being like, good job getting him out of the game, guys. Wait, 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 wait to work. Like, wait to work. <laughs> well, what a load up their shoulders, though, man. That guy... I mean, if that's not the biggest indictment on taking Snell out, like, just <laughs> ask yourself, what does the other team want us to do or not want us to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was the argument against Jay Happ. Like if if, I, if uh, you know going back to game two of that series, please yeah, like, let's do it again. <laughs> what is what, like? What do the Rays want us to do right now? Like, what would if they could just pick anybody in our pen right now to come in? <laughs> It'd be Jay. Yeah. Like that. That's that should be the biggest red flag. Sometimes when you're a manager, just ask yourself that. Put down the put down the binder and the spreadsheet. Yeah, and it, it annoyed me so much because even after the Dodgers went ahead, like later in the game. Cash still had the sheet in front of him. Oh, that just really bothered me. Fucking burn it. Yeah. So is it a big, big, big <laughs> win for old school baseball today or a big win for bullpen baseball today with Tony La Russa signing in Chicago? Oh, La Russa, man. That's crazy. 76. Yeah. What is, I didn't even know the guy was in the, in the running for any kind of jobs anymore. Nah, he, I thought he was – last I saw him, he was in the Arizona, the Diamondbacks mm. uh, front office, okay. scouting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, did not think – I don't know. That could – I feel like it's either going to go really good or really bad. He's been in baseball, which makes me think he's – at least – it's not like he's been home for 10 years and he's going to come back and be like, what is all this analytic bullshit? Like – I feel like he's going to know what's going on. Like, Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he kind of – I don't want to say – But, rev- I mean, he still is an old-school guy, so I don't know. Well, he not revolution. That's not the word I'm looking for. But he, he kind of put a modern spin on bullpens. He's like the first guy to have, like, that big-time bullpen, right? Was he, like, one of the orchestrators uh, of it? Well, the bull- first bullpen I can remember is, like, the Reds. Like the Nasty Boys. But, like, I thought, like, with Eckersley and uh, – Oh, yeah. I forget who else was in that band. But I thought, like, the way he used his his relievers was sort of how things kind of got started back in the 80s. But, yeah, the Nasty – Maybe, the nasty, yeah. the nasty Boys were the first name brand. Rob Dibble and uh, all those guys. First name – Norm Charlton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, first name brand kind of bullpen – like uh, the New York Sack Exchange or something, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know what to expect from Lucy. Like I said, I just it was this is blindsided me. I just had to do a double take, and then it, I got like three alerts on my phone from like different websites. I'm like, yeah, Tony, Tony, love Russa, right? Yeah, all right, that's the yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, nuts. Not expect that. Last week, should we just go? <laughs> Uh yeah sure yeah let it rock yeah last week I was two zero and one Chargers came in Packers came in Bengals pushed thanks to them missed extra point you were two and one you had Tampa winner uh, Carolina winner New Orleans and then Seattle loser Sunday night so two and one I'll defer to you you can get first uh, crack oh I've been deferring to you no we said you said. Uh, I had to win a week before you went oh, first. Oh, shit. All right. I wasn't paying attention. Batten. <laughs> Sorry. Get my, shit, get my shit in order over here. All right. I have, uh, uh, I, have, I have three teams written down that would be a joint pick, and I have a couple alternates in case we do match. Okay. Yeah, I got four written down. I think the first one is going to be a joint. I think this is going to click okay. first time. All right. We were both, we were both on this one on Monday. Neither of us believes in the Browns. 
it's just I, I feel I I just feel like Vegas is a is a step up for Cleveland. Uh, they go in there on Sunday, and it's just going to be it's going to be the same old story. Cleveland doesn't really beat good teams; they beat up on the on the bad teams. And a good team comes around, they can smack around a little bit. I don't know if Vegas blows them out, but Cleveland's favored by two and a half here. I'm I'm just going with the with the with the road dog Vegas and Cleveland. All right. I mean, uh, we've been on we've been on that one since Monday. I just I, I can't overlook that. <laughs> no, I, I talked myself out of that one. That was not one of the ones I have written down. All right. Okay. Um. Let's see. All right. I'm just gonna. This is. I'll start. I'll start with my. Uh, I have a one o'clock game, a four o'clock game, and a prime time game. So we'll start with the prime time game. This is my don't overthink it pick of the week. Okay. It's a lot of points, but the Eagles on Sunday night. I know they stink, oh. but I mean Ben Danuch, Danuch in prime time. Everybody drops thirty on the Cowboys. Giants drop thirty. The Cardinals drop thirty-eight. You know the football teamers last week could have dropped thirty, but they didn't have to. Uh, that you know they could have scored more. So, I mean, if the Eagles score, let's say I'll be modest and conservative and say like twenty-eight. Or the Cowboys? What, what do you have for a spread there? Nine. Yeah, fucking. I wish I could have locked this in early in the week because I love it. Was seven and a half. All right, locking in at nine. Um, <laughs> nine, it is. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm making. I think they win by double digits. So fuck it. I mean, the Eagles score twenty eight. Is Danucci scoring twenty? Like I, I don't know. They have a ton of weapons, but just they. The offensive line is shot. Eagles have yep. a good pass rush. I think this one just gets ugly early and often. And even if the Cowboys do make it a game for a while, I think the Eagles just pull away at some point. It just they're just better. And I know the Eagles suck, so that's you know that's uh, it's, it's a scary thought. You know, sometimes you got to find the punching bag and just bet against them. Yes, and also the Cowboys zero and seven against the spread this year, which scares me. They're due to cover. I just think it's not going to come until maybe next. This is going to be the last week, and you should block this in now because this spread's going to keep going up. It, if it's nine now, it's going to be ten at some point. Eleven because it's a Sunday night game. Everyone's going to use it as their do or die game, whether they're up money or down money going on Sunday, and they're going to go with the home team. No one's going to want to, even though the Cowboys are a public team. No one's going to want to take the Cowboys in this spot with Danucci. Um, so take the Eagles now. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you got to do. This is you got to bet it now because by the time it's Sunday night, the spread's going to go up. Um, I had one more point, but it slipped my mind. So that's it. Eagles minus nine. <laughs> All right. Uh, the New England Patriots go into Buffalo, kind of reeling. Uh, Buffalo's only, I feel like this is an only. They're only favored by three and a half. And I think that's out of respect for New England. We made it, we made a mistake the past couple weeks of saying, oh, Bill Belichick after a loss, Bill Belichick this and that. Cam Newton is a shell of himself since he came back from COVID. You talked about it on Monday, how he just doesn't look. He looks like Cam after the Super Bowl and not Super Cam um, from week two, whatever it was, of the season. The Bills, you know, they've been struggling a little bit lately. Not great. Um, Didn't have a great game against the Jets. Lost to the Chiefs on Monday afternoon a couple weeks ago uh, and got smoked by the Titans. I I just feel like New England is kind of past their due date. Right, they they've, they they did everything they could early on. You got a lot of guys that aren't playing that they've opted out for COVID. Like I said, Cam, Cam isn't himself. Who knows if he's even going to finish? If he's going to start or finish the game, who fucking even knows? 
Buffalo's defense can handle whatever New England's offense will throw at them. Give me Buffalo three and a half against the Patriots. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. And I've been and I've been on Buffalo a little bit this year. And uh well, I just when did I pick him? I picked him recently. I, picked, I had him against the Jets as my backup pick this this weekend. Oh right, right, right. And uh didn't didn't happen. So I was still pissed that didn't happen. All right. cover. So I'm going back to him this week. All right. We're going head to head because I'm taking New England. All right. Tell me I, why. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is their last stand. This is it. I think Belichick's been game planning weeks for this game. Season's on the line. Bills already have a two-game cushion in the loss column. I think it might be two and a half because the, the Pats had their bye. So two and a half. Bills also already 3-0 in the division. So on paper, this is an enormous game for the Patriots, and it is. I would argue, though, I would argue that it's just as important from a mental standpoint for the Bills. I mean, if you don't beat the Patriots now, when are you going to do it? You know what I mean? And then yep. you'd be letting them, you'd be letting New England, you know, dust themselves uh, off, you know, pull, get themselves up off the mat, get back in the division race. I'll tell you another reason why it's, it's just as big for Buffalo Bills have played the Jets twice already. Pats haven't played the Jets once yet. So they got a couple wins that are coming up, including next week. They got the Jets on Monday night. So you're really letting the Patriots back into this race. You got to lay the hammer down, put the stake in them. And I just feel like I'm getting three and a half. I went back and looked at like the last 20 years of this rivalry. They, they've beaten them like three times. It's crazy. And one of the times when Brady was suspended and Jacoby Brissett was like making his first start. Another time was like a week 17 game that didn't mean anything. Brady played like one drive. And then there was like one legit win. I just feel like in order to like slay the dragon, because this is like the most one-sided. You're talking about Rodgers against the Bears. I mean, this is just the most one-sided rivalry the past 15, 20 years. I'm gonna, I don't know if New England's necessarily going to win, but I think they're going to give Buffalo every – they're going to give them a right hand that the Bills are going to have to respond from. Belichick's going to just, you know – Make Josh Allen be, look at the last two weeks, like Denver and San Fran. What did they do? They just ran the ball down New England's throats. The Bills can't really figure out their run game for some reason. I don't know if it's lack of talent with Singletary and Moss or just, I'm not sure what it is. So they, what New England's you know, weakness has been, I'm not sure the Buffalo could exploit it. I think Belichick's going to make Allen beat him. He's going to put Gilmore on Diggs, t- try and take Diggs out. And I just feel like in order for the Bills to, like, finally slay the dragon, get over the hump, they're going to have to do it in some sort of monumental, like, miracle, miraculous win. And the fact that I'm getting points in this spot, I kind of like it. So, I'll take New England. Yeah, yeah, I'll take New England plus three and a half. I thought it was up to four, but whatever. I was locked in at three and a half. All right. Very nice. All right. Let's see. I got two written down. All right. I'm going to go to a big game of the week. All right. Pittsburgh goes into Baltimore. Oh, fake punt. Fake punt. Oh, there he goes. Good call. As I'm oh, looking at my notes here. Uh, Pittsburgh goes into Baltimore. There's not a fake punt. Not a fake call on me. I was really was talking about this game. Fourth and nine at midfield. I mean, you got to be looking for that. Uh, Baltimore. Uh, a little step up in class here for Baltimore. Struggling against sure. KC when they, when they uh, played him a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know. The Pittsburgh just gutted out a tough game against Tennessee. Like that was a, a chance for them to kind of look ahead to Baltimore and say, you know, we'll take we'll take care of those guys next week, and not to worry, not to worry about this, you know, this game. They didn't do that. Um, Baltimore gets into 
a, a, a shootout with Pittsburgh, I don't think they're going to be able to hang with them. If, if it's like a high-scoring game, uh, Lamar hasn't been throwing on the field really well this year. I don't know if he could hang in. This isn't Baltimore. Like Baltimore had a little bit of a shine to him. I know they've had some big points games this year. Pittsburgh is a different animal. Really, like everybody else, I love their defense. I just uh, Baltimore favored by four. Uh, I'll ride with Pittsburgh. If it's if Pittsburgh loses, it'll be close, and uh, Pittsburgh wins outright. Obviously, that covers no problem. So I'm going with Pittsburgh on the road against Baltimore. What's the spread? Four. Four. Okay. Pittsburgh plus four. Um, Couple games I was looking at this week. I had Tennessee as an alternate in case we matched up. A lot of money on Tennessee right now. It's been going back and forth between five and a half and six. <clears throat> I don't love Tennessee's defense, but I definitely do not like Cincy's defense. I think, I mean, they probably have the worst defense in football. And I just feel like as long as Tennessee's defense shows up and makes a couple stops, Mm-hmm. I think Henry has a huge game. Brown, Tannehill, I think they do whatever they want, and they find a way to win that game by ten points. It probably yeah. should be yeah. my third. I probably should be my third pick, but it's an I. It just missed the cut. Uh, another one. I looked at Tampa sun, Monday night, but I don't even know if that game's going to happen. And now it's up to like twelve and a half. So I, I think Tampa whoops them, but like I just I'm not even going to touch that game. I'm not even going to bother. Um, and then I looked at San. Fr- there's a couple spreads. First of all, Green Bay's down to six now. I'm, I can't really figure that out. Um, what else? San Fran plus three. That one has, hasn't moved at all this week. And I kind of like San Fran. It's just kind of terrifying betting against Wilson, so I'm not going there. So I'm, I'm going back to my old habits. I've been trying to avoid home, home underdogs best I can. Last week I only took one, which is a win. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like an alcoholic just having you know one beer and then leaving the party, going home. Right? <laughs> but I'm doing it. Four o'clock. <laughs> We're going to Mile High. I'm taking the Broncos plus three, home dog <laughs> of the week. The Broncos always get the Broncos are so Jekyll and high, but they always give you that one. Or two games a year where it's like, oh, mile high, the elements, you know, thin air. And I feel like we could be getting that this week. And I think you're getting value. I think if this game was played last week, and I always like to look at that. If it was played last week, the Chargers would be coming off a loss to the Saints. The Broncos would have been coming off a win against the Patriots. It's probably more like a pick them. Now you're getting, and now you're getting, uh, you know, an extra three points, I feel like. And, just, the Chargers are like – the Chargers are incapable of just going out there and laying the smackdown on a team. Like, the, they, they let the Jaguars hang around last week and have a lead in the second half. You know, uh, the Saints game was close. They let them came, come back. The Bucks game, they had a lead and blew it. The Bengals, week one, that was close. Uh, I'm, I'm missing a couple games in there somewhere. There's all these games uh, – the Chiefs, week two, went to overtime. Like, all these games are close – Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just getting a field goal with the home team. Uh, I think the Broncos, they're 0-3 at home this week, this uh, this year. I feel like they could win this game. Maybe they do, and I'm getting the three points. So, taking a flyer, in the words of Joe B. In the words of Joe B, I'm taking a flyer <laughs> well, with the Broncos. The, <laughs> the, uh, the, the Joe B uh, honorary pick of the week. Yes. Wow. 
That I I, I hate Denver so much. <laughs> I know that's why I love it. That's They're why more, I love it. <laughs> I just mean I hate them in general. I don't hate them in this game oh. per se. Just in general, I cannot stand the Broncos. So there, yeah, there it is. Philly, New England, Denver. The picks. Hmm. I see. I, you you went to Philly. I crossed off Philly. The only other cross of ahead was that uh, Rams Dolphins game. Yeah, who did you have? No, I just crossed it off. It didn't like untouchable because I didn't know who. Yeah, I didn't know. You don't know how to handicap Tua. You know what I mean? Like this right, doesn't exactly. You don't, you don't know what you're getting. I'm a rookie quarterback, first game out. Uh, yeah, there's only two games I crossed off. Philly, yeah, Philly. Philly's a ballsy pick, but you had the right points on that one. All right, my picks are uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, getting four, Buffalo, giving three and a half, and Vegas, uh, getting two and a half. Those are my picks. That's it. Uh, what do you got this weekend, man? What's going on? That's it. King of the Hill 2 starting. We're doing the board at my house. New board. Oh, yeah. King of the Hill 2 is up. King of the Hill 2. I'm giving the hat one more week, too, for post-show. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the hat. How did the hat do last week? One and two. That's why I'm okay. only giving them one more week. All right. I'll see how it does. The hat, right. I, I forgot to go over the hat picks. The hat had Buffalo, loser, Dallas, loser, and the Cardinals winner. Okay. All right. You feeling good? You're back on the right track here? Yeah, I don't love my picks. I wish I could have gotten that Philly game early in the week. I was like, I was like, please stay at seven and a half until Thursday when I could give it out. Um, but obviously, it went up to nine. I think it's going to go up even further though. So I think nine may even be a bargain still. You might have talked me into that. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I don't know. Patriots won. I could just be living kind of in a time machine, expecting <laughs> more out of them than I can. But I, the Bills got to prove it to me. And then Denver's like the just plug your nose special. So. That's how that, – that's – yeah. You got to make some uncomfortable bets. That's my theory. You got to make one that's just like, ah, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's worked, worked pretty well for you so far. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, you you uh, done watching scary movies or uh, – I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Not, nothing on. It's true, yeah. Friday, Saturday, besides college, that's nothing really on. Do you know who um, the backup? Well, here he is. PJ here he is. I had, I, had, I had him written down, and here he is. There he is. Backup wow. quarterback. You know who the backup quarterback for Atlanta is? Backup quarterback. I don't. Matt Schaub. Wow, I was going to say Matt Schaub, but I was like, oh, I'm dating myself. That was probably like five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I think uh, PJ Walker might actually be the third string, or was a third string. I think Will Greer was the backup, but he was listed as out. Oh, oh Will Greer. Yeah, I remember Will Greer played at West Virginia. Uh, yeah, yep, that's him, Will Greer. So, I don't know Yeah, I don't know what to expect from P.J. here. Why is he even in? What happened to Teddy? He got murdered. Oh, Somebody put a hit on him. Yeah, head, head shot. He was sliding. Oh. Man, oh, man, the, bo- the bookies had it out for him. Yeah, maybe. There was some fucking rainstorm over here. Yeah, it is pouring down in Carolina. Well, that's, uh, it's all Hurricane uh, Zeta, right? Oh, is it? I, I lose track of these hurricanes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, so, do picks right here quick. 
because I got something for post show. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do hat picks. Hat picks, number one. And I have all the teams in here, so if I pick a team that's playing tonight or a bye week, then I'll just have to pick again. Uh, okay. Come on, you pack. Uh, Seattle playing this week. All right. Seattle won. Minus three, we'll lock them in at. Yep. Pick number two. Seattle, Russell Wilson at home. I'll make a case for the hat. Russell yeah, Wilson this. at home. If he has the ball last, they win by three or more. Hat, hat might be onto something. <laughs> Green Bay. My, I mean, Rodgers at home. Kirk Cousins stinks. For some, that, that spread scares me, though, because it, it seems too easy. It seems way too easy. There's something, there's something wrong there. I don't know. Aaron Jones isn't playing, but like, there's got to be more to it than that. It seems like, and they already smoked them opening night in Minnesota. Yeah. There's something's fishy there. Yep. And, oh, Buffalo. All right. So you and the hat are in <laughs> unison. All right. So the hat picks <laughs> Seattle, Green Bay, Buffalo. <laughs> hat picks week. That's the second weird. straight week riding Buffalo. Go back to the well hat. Yep. All right. Setting his ways. All right. I think that'll do it here on Sunday Poor. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back here. Are we doing a Monday show next week? We're going right to Tuesday. I think we just go right to Tuesday because we're going to, if we're doing a long show with people, guests or whatever, we're going to need stuff to talk about. So I'll do the NFL recap on just on the Tuesday show. All right. No Monday show. We'll go right into, uh, right into it on Tuesday. Election football. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be. I voted, by the way. I did vote. Oh, you did. So it's all in the books. I don't have to worry about it on Tuesday. Did your civic duty. That's it. That's it. I mean, nothing better. I'm going to drive by on my way out to work on mm-hmm. Tuesday and drive by on my way home. I'm going to drive by and see what's going on. Oh, that's, that's a good it. idea. I'm going to have to do it, that. Yeah, it's right by where I live. So, All right. So we'll be back here uh, Tuesday then. It's more Sunday poor. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Take care. Until then. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Alrighty. You want to hear? Uh, hang on. Oh, by the way, uh, last week I said Honey Badger played for KC. He. Uh, I, said, I, said, I said he played for Arizona. He's on KC. Oh. I was off right. by a couple of years. You want to <laughs> hear the swing state odds that this guy oh. Dave Mason has? Okay. Yeah. Uh, where is it now? Oh, okay. Here we go. Um. Arizona blue one thirty five minus one thirty five Republican plus one oh five. Say it one more time. I'm going to write these down. Air, uh, this is also before the debate last Thursday, so they made a change. But he hasn't posted. I followed the guy on Twitter, and he hasn't posted them since. So okay. So Arizona. So Arizona. He did post this Arizona update because it was minus one fifty blue. Now it's minus one thirty five blue plus one oh five red. Okay. Florida. A toss-up, minus 115 for both. Okay. 
Georgia, red minus 170, blue plus 140. Okay. Michigan, blue minus 260, red plus 200. What was blue there? Plus 200. Uh, minus 260. 260. Okay. North Carolina. Blue minus one forty, red plus one ten. Okay. Ohio, red minus two ten, blue plus one seventy. Ohio's always the fucking one too. Yeah, that's yeah, Ohio's gotta be red. Pennsylvania minus two fifty, uh blue minus two fifty, red plus one ninety five. Big favorite there. And then Wisconsin, another big favorite. Blue, minus 240. Red, plus 190. So that was Wisconsin, yes. Those are the, I guess those are the swing states. I always look at, I always assume swing states, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Those are the ones that get ingrained in my brain. Those are swing states. Do you have, do you have all the numbers in front of you? No, nah, he this guy he only posts I couldn't find the other ones. He just posted the swing state odds. I mean there's other like there's no way like California is on the board. Like that's just I mean, I don't know if you could I, they may even I, they may even cap how much you could bet on this shit in Vegas. But like there's no way Cal, California's on the board. They got like minus five thousand blue. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. Mississippi or some shit. Like those states are kind of locked, so you might be, only be able to bet on the swing states. I'm on Odd Shark right now. Let me see. They have uh, no. Nah, they only have just the uh, these odds aren't even fucking updated. Let's see. Let's see if Dave Mason. I don't know why I'm using this guy, but he's the only guy who seems to post political odds. He, uh, he last I heard, he had Biden still favored pretty big. Uh, oh, here we go. Twelve hours ago, Biden went from minus one eighty five to minus one eighty, so he went down a little bit. And Trump is plus one sixty. He works for some. I'm not sure what sports book he works for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bet online, I A G. He said that uh, there's a big liability on. Trump. If Trump were to win, they would have to pay out a lot. So the money's on Trump. Wow. So the public is on Trump, which I don't blame him. I think that is the bet. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I what, I go by Vegas, but I I don't know. It's tough. I wonder, like, what, like what happens if it's the contested or whatever? Like what? Like what? If there's whatever. It depends on the, It depends on the sports book. I think. Like I've seen some sport, I've seen some sports books pay out even when it, you lose a bet. Some like something, like something fishy happens. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it. So I don't know. I have a feeling the odds are going to dip as these next couple of days a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if Biden goes off as that big of a favorite. Mm. And it's almost like Patriots bills, like how late money might come in on the Patriots because they're the you know the team that's been there. Like Trump's the guy who's he's the champ right now. Biden's the challenger. I feel like people are going to look at that and just put the the late money on 
Trump. There's no, I feel like there's no value in taking Biden at minus 180. Just yeah. looking at it from an odd standpoint, there's no value there. Well, it's just, is that just based on polls? I got to understand how you I, can... See, that's the thing. That's why I don't look, I don't look at polls like all these people do. NBC, CNN, Fox with these polls. I look at Vegas. Yeah. Because no, I, that... like I feel like they have a better handle on it than any of these fucking networks. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how they, how they gauge those odds, though. I, I have no idea. Not a clue. Like, what made Arizona go from minus 150 to minus 135? Yeah. No idea. No idea. <laughs> I, they, no, it, not, I, no idea. Exactly. I, I never understood how they could, like, gauge that shit. Like, okay, you could poll people, but it all comes down to who actually goes out and votes. Yeah, like, that's I, true. It doesn't make, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me, but... I would figure, like, I don't know if it's going to... Because there's so many people who voted already. And you just have the feeling that the, pe- the majority of people who voted already are voting for Trump. Like, again, it just matters who votes and what states and shit. I got a feeling. like that, Yeah, because the, the Trump people are getting fed from Fox. And it's all... It, I thought it would be the, the opposite. I thought you, you think the people that have already voted by mail are Trump people? No, no, I think it's the opposite. I think oh, okay. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that, yeah. So, and it's been a ton of people. They've already set records, I think, for how many people have voted by, have voted early. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought of it, like, they gave the option, and you, you called it, like, a long time ago. If they give the option to not stand in line and to just mail it in, I'm taking that, that option. Yeah, I'll take it forever as long as they offer it. And it's pretty, I mean, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how insecure it is, but I mean, my name's on it. It's got a barcode. Yeah. How, I how also don't give a fuck. Like, I did my job. If someone lights the ballot box on fire, that's on them, not me. I'm not going to yeah, cry. That, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 That's, somebody put a cherry bomb in the ballot box. Right. You know what I mean? That, they got to live with that, not me. I'll sleep fine. <laughs> I think we'll live in Connecticut. I think we'll be all right. We'll figure it out. We figured out the last four years. We'll figure out the next four. Yeah. Can't wait. Tuesday night. I am pumped. <laughs> I am pumped. Yeah, it's gonna be a party, man. We got yeah, it is gonna be a party. We gotta line up uh we gotta line up some some guests, a little maybe a little structure. There's probably not gonna be structure to it, but it sounds good. And you gotta get your spinners too. Oh yeah. That's I got some point. channels lined up. I already saw what's on that night. I got like the main networks, Fox, NBC and all them, and then I got there's a little Rocky marathon. Oh, There's God. uh, Godfather 2's on AMC. Chappelle shows doing a little marathon. Uh, Chappelle would be much needed. Uh, yeah, Telemundo, respite. I'm going to put on my wheel. They, they okay. might have something right. good on there. They, they, have a, uh, they have election coverage. Uh, yeah, Actually, when I was getting off the highway from work today, there <laughs> there's two people in the pouring rain, waving signs for Robin Comey, <laughs> who's running for something in my town, I think. And uh, I don't know, unless you're immediate family or on the payroll, I just, I mean, God bless you. I don't know what you're doing out there. I, 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 you couldn't pay. I mean, if you were running for something, I'm not waving a sign around. Like, good luck. I, I, vote I, wouldn't, it. I wouldn't ask anybody to do that. How yeah. many votes People can you get? People are psychotics, man. How I many votes can you get? I, 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 people I, just want to be people just want to be seen they want to mix it up a little bit 
they want to ruffle feathers. You know, they hope someone on the other team comes back, maybe yell something out the window. Like, that's what they want, man. It's just, it's so fucked up. It really is. People's way of thinking is just, it's mildly retarded. I'll just say that. It's post show. We could say, we could say that word on the post show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, uh, I get more annoyed seeing all these fucking signs around. Uh, it, I mean, if you have a political sign on your lawn, man, you should seek therapy. You really should, <laughs> man. There's something wrong with you. And I, I feel got... like I know this is the wrong thing to say because I have heard people like getting vandalized, shit vandalized when they put a sign up or signs stolen or whatever. But I feel like it almost is an invitation to get fucked with if you put a sign up. I know it's not right. The people who are doing the vandalizing are worse. Those people are fucking idiots. Like, yeah, they're ten times worse than the than the mouth breathers that are putting up the signs. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like you are welcoming like getting fucked with. Yeah, they want to get fucked with though. They want to be like, look what happens if the other side can't even have. Yeah, let me have a sign in my yard. Look at them. They're you're right. Them. Yeah, you're right. Because I have. I'll miss extra point. I won't come back to hurt him. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, did you hear? I heard that one a few weeks ago. Did you hear down the street someone burned someone's Trump flag? It's like, yeah, yeah that's, that's fucked this. up. I mean, that's fucked up. You shouldn't do that. It's like, I don't know. You're playing, in, you're playing into the game, though, man. You do that. That's exactly what they want. They want to make, yeah. they want to make you out to be the enemy. Then you're not a, you're not a person to them. You're just right. nothing to them. You're just, you're just, you're just, you're just the boogeyman they can make up in their head. Spoke on the wheel. The spoke on the fucking wheel. Even worse than that. He's even worse than that because it's just you're you're playing a part in this other guy's fantasy, basically. Yeah. That's it. That is it. So can't wait. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Yeah. As uh, so we exercise our right to to vote in democracy. I did get a text message from somebody today, being like, Anthony, if you haven't sent in your your ballot by uh, by mail yet? It's probably too late. You know, it's from a campaign, and then I was like, "They said you can opt out if you want to." I was like opting out, and then the motherfucker's like, "Oh, sorry, didn't realize. Have a great day." I was like, "No, motherfucker." I said, "Opt out." That means don't fucking ever text me again. <laughs> I left. I left it alone. That's the that. end of the conversation. Yeah, opting out is me saying goodbye. I don't want an apology. You did. You did your job. You got mm-hmm. denied. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not gonna. You apologize. I'm not gonna be like, oh, what a polite guy. You know what? Uh, not only am I not only am I gonna opt back into these votes, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, these texts. But I'm gonna fucking vote for you now too. Right. Right. Yep. yep. Bingo. All right. I gotta start preparing for Tuesday's show. Wow. And the work starts now. All right, work. buddy. All right. I'll get this out in a moment. All right. All right. Wait a minute.